up, everybody? You're listening to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. I'm your host, virtual marketing coach and fellow creative soul, Miranda Rodriguez. In this podcast, you'll get expert marketing guidance that you can implement on your own, and you'll learn how marketing your business can be simple, doable, and fun. Ready? Three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. Today, my guest is my very own accountant, Teresa Rubino, who is the founder of Rubino Tax and a CPA located right here in Aurora, Naperville, Illinois. I always forget you're right on the border, right? Um, yeah, pretty close to Aurora, Naperville. Okay. Naperville, yeah. yes. Chicago area is where most of my go. clients are, yeah. Great. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for being here. Oh, thanks. I appreciate you asking me. And today, so just so you all know, we're kicking off a three-part Ask the Accountant series. So Teresa has graciously volunteered to answer all of our accounting questions. And the first episode, which we're starting right now, is about business structure selection. So if you've been considering or confused trying to figure out how to determine whether you should be an S-Corp or an LLC or sole proprietor, all of those things, Teresa's going to answer your questions today. Um, And we're just going to dive right in and start with an explanation of your entity options. So just what's available. Sure. So uh, this is a great topic, I got to tell you, because (laughs) it is by far the number one question I get over and over again. I get clients who call me and it's the first thing out of their mouth is, Am I structured correctly? What should I be? When is it time to change my structure? So I'm really, I think this is just awesome that you're covering this topic. Good. So generally speaking, there are five entity structures that a small business can choose from. You can be a sole proprietor, an LLC, an S corporation, a partnership, or a C corporation. So the difference in those, um, the easiest one by far is sole proprietor because you put your sign out front and you just start working. There's uh-huh. really no formation that's involved in that one. But then if you want something a little bit more, if there's more than a business owner, that mm-hmm. might lean you towards a different structure. So there's actually a lot of questions to ask yourself when picking. Um, I mentioned the number of owners. If it's just you, sole proprietor makes sense, or perhaps a single member LLC or a corporation. If it's more than one person, then if you're going to form as an LLC, by default, it throws you into a partnership. So two or more people is a partnership. Right. One of the funky things about LLCs, and I'll get into more of this later, is just because you're an LLC, you still have the option to choose how you want to be taxed. Um, So when it comes to taxation, an LLC, this is very unique, you can choose to be taxed as a single member LLC if it's just you, Mm -hmm. a partnership if it's two or more people, or you can actually choose to be taxed as a corporation. So mm-hmm. those options are available to you. And then making that determination then requires a whole nother set of questions. Yeah. Just in entity formation alone. Um, so sole prop, LLC, partnership, S corporation and C corporation. So if you decide to become incorporated, then you have the choice between those two. And those two have different um, tax consequences associated with them. So the best thing to do when deciding your structure is start with, am I the only owner? If I'm the only owner, then ask yourself, am I concerned about liabilities? Uh Uh-oh. If you're concerned about liability, 
you don't want to be a sole proprietor. Okay, so already that's going to push you into becoming an LLC or a corporation. Um, how many locations do I have? Am I just operating in my state? Do I have five different locations across the country? That mm -hmm. might push you more towards being set up as a corporation. Possibly. Doesn't mean you want to be a corporation, right. but it might be easier to operate out of state as a corporation than as an LLC because LLCs are governed by state law. So once you cross state lines, it can open up a whole different can of worms that you may or may not want to deal with. Um, other th questions to ask yourself are, do you want to pay yourself a wage? And when mm -hmm. I mean, we all want to pay ourselves, right? And we all should as business yes. owners, you should absolutely pay yourself, but do you want to pay yourself on a salary and a salary with, um, proper tax withholding taking place? Like actually establish a payroll system. If that's the case, that would push you more towards a corporation. Um, and then a couple other things to ask yourself, what tax bracket are you in? If you're in a high tax bracket, you might want to look at a structure that pays a little bit less in tax. If you're in a lower tax bracket, then a flow through entity would be a fine one to choose. Um, and then lastly, uh, cash, your cash flow in your company. Do you want the ease of moving cash in and out? Do I want to be able to put money in my business because maybe cash is low this month, I've got bills to pay. And maybe next month I want to pay myself back. That flexibility is only available in certain entities, not all of them. Right. So there's really a lot of things to think about. I don't know if I threw too much out there. Yeah, no, no, you covered a good amount. And I think you have some good questions that we can all ask ourselves. So my question to you is how often, because I get this a lot, I have clients that come to me and they say that they, they're looking into setting this up and they're going to do it on their own. So how mm -hmm. often do you see people who set it up on their own and do it correctly? Or are you correcting their, their missteps? So, um, what I see a lot is a lot of small business owners starting out as an S corporation. Okay. And that's not necessarily the best way to start. Um, and I, I've, I've encountered a lot of people who have been advised to, mm. start, to start out as an S corporation. And I can only speculate why the advisor encouraged them in that structure, because what I see is kind of a, a different scenario. Um, so probably more often than not, I see people starting out in something that's just, I don't want to say too big because it's not a size, um, too, uh, more Robust. than necessary. Yeah. More than necessary. Yeah. Because once you get into corporate territory, now you've got two tax returns, you've got a corporate tax return, you've got an individual tax return. Mm -hmm. And if you're a corporation, you need to have payroll in place. And with payroll comes payroll taxes. There's a lot more compliance involved in becoming a corporation. And people who are just starting out don't necessarily need that. I mean, what I'm seeing is more people are concerned about liability. And absolutely. I mean, we live in kind of a litigious world these days, and you want yeah. to be concerned about that. But liability, you can easily protect yourself with a great umbrella policy. You've got a good uh, you know, insurance person you can talk to as a sole proprietor. You can get that liability coverage through your insurance. Mm -hmm. Or if you want that added layer of liability, you can actually organize as an LLC. And then as an LLC, it essentially separates your business from your person. So if there were ever to be a lawsuit, um, whoever is going after you could only go after what the LLC owns, whatever mm -hmm. assets belong to the LLC. So that means like your house will be protected. Your car would be protected, your personal bank accounts, things like that. Again, I should say I'm not an attorney, right? <laughs> but from, from, uh, from a, a general standpoint, if you're looking for liability coverage, you can get that from an LLC. You don't have to become a corporation. And I think that's where a lot of misunderstanding 
comes into place is, is, you know, people may talk to friends or they may talk to, um, you know, fellow business owners and it's like, oh, you want liability? Become a corporation. You don't necessarily need that. So that's mostly what I see. And I think, do you think people are advised because they believe or they, they've planned to grow quickly? So then they're just advised to set up as an S corp right away to avoid. So what is it? What is the transition process? Like I'm set up as an LLC right now, but let's say that all of a sudden I wanted to start start hiring employees and grow and take the next step to an S corp. Is that just like an email to you and say, okay, how do we make these changes? Sure. So um, first of all, as an LLC, you can absolutely hire employees. You can have proper payroll. All of that is available to you. So the only difference between LLC and S corporation is tax. Okay. And there's a big tax advantage to being an S corporation or being taxed as an S corporation, but you're actually still the LLC. So usually, because I remember remember at the beginning, I said LLC, there's a lot of flexibility, right? Right. You can choose how you want to be taxed. And um, so as an LLC, if you reach a certain level of income, Mm -hmm. Let me back up. As an LLC, all of your income actually flows through. It's on your individual tax form, your 1040. So like you as a business owner, if you're an LLC, let's say you, um, your net profit for the year was $50,000. That $50,000 is reported on your individual tax 1040. And Mm -hmm. you're going to pay whatever your individual income tax rate is on that. In addition, you're going to pay self-employment tax Mm -hmm. on top of that, which is 15.3%. Okay. As an S corporation now, if you have the same thing, you've got your $50,000 profit, you can pay yourself a wage. And by paying yourself a wage, then you've now decreased your net income. So let's say you pay yourself a wage of $25,000. We're going to cut that in half. Then that $25,000 wage, you're still going to pay tax on it, but your net income is only $25,000. So your self-employment tax that you pay is only on that 25, not the full amount. So so there becomes a tax advantage to um, being taxed as an S corporation, but you can get that advantage while remaining in LLC. It's just a matter of filing a form and filing it with the IRS. So you don't actually have to become a corporation. Mm, So getting back to your initial question, as you're growing, you're growing, you're expanding, you're hiring people. And now you see, wow, I'm paying all this money in self-employment tax. I want to do something else. All you have to do, check the box, make an election to become taxed as an S corporation. You don't have to officially incorporate. You don't have to keep meeting minutes. You don't have to do all the other compliance that's involved with becoming a corporation, but you can actually get the tax benefits. That is great. I learned something here today too, everybody. So that's awesome to hear. And I think because that's where I see most associated with the S Corp is that it's growth, like in becoming a big, a bigger company. And so now let's talk about, because you mentioned you're not an attorney and I do want to talk about the difference between and who people should call for help. So if you're in the process of setting up your entity or selecting which entity, should they go to an attorney or do they call their accountant or do you call both? So um, certainly I would consult an attorney when it comes to the legal aspects of which structure best suits you. 
but I would also seek out the advice of a qualified CPA who can advise you on the tax aspects. I think that's where uh, a lot of that disconnect comes in. Uh, I don't know offhand how many attorneys are aware of that, that LLCs can make the tax election. Some are but all may not be. And so, you know, they're used to dealing with a different set of issues. Mm -hmm. So they may immediately gravitate towards advising a corporate structure without thinking of the tax consequences of it or the compliance issues involved with it. I mean, that's really where CPAs come in because that's, that's our domain, right? That's what we know best. So I would advise uh, seeking out both. And I would say do, so is it, as far as the sole proprietorship, Mm -hmm. um, like, is it possible for people to file their own business entity selection at the, the state and the federal level? Or Because I've, I've looked at it and I thought it was so complicated. There was no way I was ever going to attempt to do that on my own. <laughs> so uh, out of curiosity, what, what did you look at? The corporation? How to incorporate? I think so. Yeah. I, don't, I just went to like, it was probably the federal website. And just like looking, even trying to determine at that point, which one I was going to file. Okay. So um, choosing your entity happens at the state level. Okay. Not the federal level. Um, Sole proprietor, there's nothing to do. You just start working. (laughs) That's it. There's, there's no filing. There's nothing. Now, that being said, depending on what industry you're in, you may have to get a local permit to operate business. There may be some hoops to jump through for that. Um, but there's no filing with the state, no official form to say, I am a sole proprietor. Um, becoming an LLC, you would file with the, um, with the state's office, the Illinois, um, uh, Jesse White's office. Yeah. You file there. And, um, I, I think it's a fairly straightforward process. Okay. okay. I'm an LLC. I filed it myself. Mm-hmm. It literally took five minutes. Oh, nice. It's not that complicated of a form. It really depends on how comfortable you are. Um, it's just some, some basic information. I, I think most people can handle it. Um, that being said, I'm not saying don't see an attorney for it. Some people might just feel more comfortable having it in the hands of a professional. I, yes. I get that. That's fine. If you're going to incorporate, I would advise seeing an attorney. I would not incorporate. Um, I would not advise someone to incorporate themselves. I think it's a little bit more complex. There's a little bit more uh, administrative end that needs to be taken care of. So I would leave that up to an attorney. Good. I think this has been very helpful today. And then I just want to touch on real quick that um, even if you incorporate or whatever your level of whatever business selection you make, that does not mean that the name of your business is actually protected or trademarked either. So those are separate things. Um, and people, I think, often forget that they think that because they've registered their business, the state of Illinois will let you know if someone else has that name of your business. Or I, Is that right? Like they won't let you that's, register? Yes, that's correct. Actually, before, and I'm glad you brought that up. I forgot about that. Um, if you're going to set up, or if you're going to organize as an LLC or corporation in the state of Illinois, you do have to do a name check. Mm-hmm. And right, that name has to be available to yes. you. Yes, and just because the name is available in your state doesn't mean that it's not already trademarked in the federal database. Which would and you can search for free in the um, trademark database and just just to see, just to be aware. Because I think if you guys have been listening for a while, you know that I received a cease and desist letter very early on in the beginning of my business. So I have since trademarked my name and it's just another level of protection for for your branding really because you can trademark the name and you can trademark your logo or an image with it 
Um, and so in that case, it's just another level because you could go through all of this. You could spend the money to hire an attorney and an accountant and file everything the right way and still have to change the name of the business because just, just registering and having a, even a domain name, none of those mean you actually own the name of the business. You own the business, but not the name. And that's where trademarking comes in. But a lot of people advise against that early on anyway, but it's still something good to be aware of in the beginning. I didn't know that. So where, where do you go to look that up? It's the, I think it's patent, it's ptso.gov, I think. Um, and I'll put the website in the show notes, but you can just Google like trademark database and you can look in the trademark database and it's national, I'm pretty sure. And then of course, if you were ever to go international, that's a whole other thing. But, um, and then there are what's called like celebrity companies. So generally the rule for trademarking is you can't have the same name as another business in the same industry. So it's industry specific. But then when you have what's called celebrity companies like Amazon or Walmart and these names transcend all industries, then they're protected out. It doesn't matter the industry. So they're like if McDonald's, if you wanted to open a McDonald's plumbing, then it would, even though they're in different industries, McDonald's could come back and sue you for trademark infringement. And then, and then there's copyright and other things too. So it's just something good to pay attention to and be aware of. I don't think anyone is going to go out there and name their business McDonald's or Amazon or something, but um, just, just to know, because I know as businesses are growing and you want to open more storefronts or you want to, maybe you're growing. So you don't want people to take your name either. There's no level of protection there unless you've trademarked. And I, I would consult a lawyer on that too. So get an attorney on call <laughs> and then a trademark attorney. That's another thing. Attorneys specialize in different things. And so being specific with who you're seeking out and for what services I always think is important to you. I have a great trademark attorney um, and that was really helpful in the whole process. So that and, and you, of course, my account. I have a couple of business attorneys that I work with that I refer out to as well. Yeah, which is great. And so we'd be happy to refer them here. And I think um, that was the last thing I wanted to touch on for this part of the podcast or episode one of the series. So did you want to, is there anything else? Um, the only thing I would add is if this information was helpful and you want more information on how to choose your entity, I did put together a business course. I'm launching a series of online business courses called Solid from the Start. And uh, the first one actually does cover um, choosing the foundation for your business. And that's going to be available soon at courses.rubinotax.com. So if this is of any interest, just check it out. Yeah. And we'll put all of the, the links and the access in the show notes here. And I'll be sure to share that on social media as well. And then how can they get in touch with you, Teresa, if they want to work with you? Sure. Best way is just through my website at rubinotax.com. There's a, a contact form. You can fill it out in there. Great. Thank you so much for doing episode one of the series. Thanks. Appreciate it.